Can Cooper Rush get his fourth straight win in week five, or will the Rams finally get back on track? All that and more in this crossover episode of the Locked On Cowboys and Locked On Rams podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Crossover Thursday is presented by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is so much fun and it's so easy to play. No competing against other players. It's just you versus the projections available. All you have to do is pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize pick projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. It can literally take 60 seconds, maybe even less than that to enter. It's that easy. We love prize picks, and we know you will too. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That is prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Welcome to the Locked On Cowboys and Locked On Rams podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for uh, making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Travis Rogers. Follow him on Twitter at Travis uh, Rogers. Covers the Rams. Travis, how are you doing today, sir? I am fantastic, Marcus. I am. I'm I don't know if optimistic is the right word. I'm a little uh, I'm a little anxious, I think is the right word about what's maybe coming up on Sunday because everything went so right for the Rams for so long and this is their first real adversity in quite some time. Yeah, so let's just go ahead and jump right into this. Talk about the biggest storylines for each team. I think I think you probably have an idea what the biggest storyline is for Dallas, but for the I Rams, Travis, uh what's going on? Well, the the big question with the Rams, and you know, one kind of folds into the other. The, the the overarching, like the larger umbrella of the two, is what's going on with the offense. I mean, it is it is Cooper Cup and almost nothing else. That Cooper Cup has been, you know, as good as he's ever been. He's catching, you know, eight, nine, ten passes a game. He had fourteen against the Forty ers He's he's putting up some pretty good yardage. He's getting in the end zone on a fairly regular basis. And that really is the extent of what has worked for the Rams offensively. The running game has been AWOL. Matthew Stafford has been, you know, I don't even want to say not as good as he was last year. He's been flat out not very good, full stop. And then, of course, the, the, the smaller one inside of all of this is what in the world is going on with Allen Robinson? You know, they went out and picked him up in, in the free agent market. They decided that Robert Woods was not as good of a fit as Allen Robinson hopefully was going to be. And it hasn't worked at all. To say that it's been less than expected um, would be a, a, an incredibly kind way of saying it. He has virtually done nothing with this team. Four weeks, nine catches, none of them really impactful. He did get in the end zone once against Atlanta. But those are the big ones for the Rams as you sit here at 2-2. Two and two. Sean McVay, offensive genius, an all-pro quarterback, all-pro wide receiver, and they can't get anything done offensively. I mean, we can talk about the offensive line, which has been bad, but at least that's understandable right mm-hmm. they've had injuries uh including to david andrews um but i fill me in on this al robinson thing because i don't get it like you pay this guy a lot of money in free agency you're having him replace robert woods and odell beckham mm-hmm. how come it hasn't clicked so far 
Well, Marcus, that's the question, right? That And quite frankly, no one is offering a good explanation that Sean McVay was talking yesterday and the explanation that he gave made me more confused than ever before about how it's, you know, it's pervasive throughout the entire offense, that the entire offense is struggling, that, um, you know, that there's been some 50-50 balls, that there, there's been all of these generalizations. But what no one is saying is, he doesn't know the playbook that the, 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 no one is saying is, is that he's running the wrong routes. No one's saying that they're not looking at him. No one's saying that he's not open. No, there's no concrete explanation as to what's going on. It's all this very general stuff. When I watch these games, they don't look at him. It's, it, it, they're, it's not that they're, they're it's going shocking. to him and it's unsuccessful. It really they don't look at him. That Matthew Stafford takes that step. Uh, that snap, I should say, and he's looking at Cup. He's looking at Higby. He's looking at guys like Ben Skoranek. Brandon Powell, who was on the practice squad halfway through last season, is is a larger part of the offense than the guy that they went out and got in free agency. Um, it's incumbent on Sean McVay to figure out what's going on because there really isn't an explanation. He's Now, I guess if there's a weird, bizarre silver lining in all of this, it's not like he's running free and he's wide open and they're just not – he's not open. The, the, the balls that they're throwing at him more of the time than not, they're contested um, receptions. It's just been it, – it's the mystery through the first four weeks of the season why they can't get him going at all. There hasn't even been a moment where you say, oh, okay, there it is. That is More of that, there's been a, a two-yard catch here, a seven-yard catch there, just nothing. Yeah, every once in a while it feels like Matthew Stafford just gives him a sympathy target. Like, hey, yeah. we know we haven't targeted you in three quarters. Here's a three-yard slant on third and seven. Good luck. And a lot of times, like you said, Marcus, that's exactly what it is. It's after the game has been decided. There was a couple of those in the Buffalo game when they were down mm-hmm. three touchdowns in the fourth quarter on Monday night. Um, that game, it, the, the score was far closer than the actual game felt. It, it, it yeah. never really felt like the Rams were going to be in that. But you're right. They, they were courtesy targets and, and plays that, you know, even if they had worked, would go for six, seven yards. Certainly nothing impactful. And then on the Dallas side, it's – how long can Cooper Rush keep this up? He's 4-0 as a starter for the Cowboys in his career. 3-0 this season. At some point, Travis, this is going to end. Like you, you're just not going to be able to play this well for that long. At what point does he turn into a pumpkin? I think it could potentially be this week. We saw some chinks in the armor last week. You know, a couple of interceptions that were, uh, you know, that didn't happen because of defensive penalties. I think in this game against Aaron Donald, the pass rush, Jalen Ramsey, if he can play well in this game, I think the expectations really start to change for the Cowboys. But that's that's the thing here, right? Like because he's played well enough to this point, it's allowed the Cowboys to be at least somewhat patient with Cooper Rush. There's no for hey, Dak has to play in mm-hmm. week five against the Rams. It's hey, he needs to get a full practice in before we even think about it. He's not going to play in week five, by the way. But that's where we're at, Travis, right now. It's Cooper Rush, the kind of savior for the Dallas Marcus, Cowboys. what is it? Is it are, are they just asking him not to blank it up and he's not? Or are they asking him to run the offense that they would be running if Dak Prescott were there and he's running it effectively? Which of those two things is it? I mean, the truth is that they're – the game plan is pretty simple. A lot of early down play action on third down, pretty defined reads. Basically, just try to score 20 points for us in a game. You don't need to do it all at one time. Field goals are good. Punts on fourth down are fine. The Cowboys are really they're leaning on their defense to, sure. to win these games, and that's that's how they've gotten to 3-1. and one. But when you play a better team and you're not playing Washington or the Giants, 
it's going to be a little bit more difficult. We'll see if the Cowboys apply, uh, you know, or they allow Cooper Rush to to maybe have a little bit more freedom this week. Travis, we're going to talk about some of the the biggest matchups that we are looking forward to in this mm-hmm. game. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Elias. Do you ever wish that before every NFL game that you could get the up, most up-to-date and accurate information before placing or locking in your fantasy lineups? I mean, I, I know I, I wish I had that. I do now that I have Elias. It's you nice. can with the Elias Game Plan app. It is the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion, not only for the NFL, but also for the NBA and MLB. Whether you're part of a fantasy tournament, you're placing bets, or you're just a huge sports fan and a stat nerd, Elias Game Plan it has everything that you need. It is a sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats, the Elias Sports Bureau, the official statistician of the U.S. Pro Sports Leagues. Since 1913, you can hear their trusted facts all the time on ESPN, football broadcast, NBA broadcast. But now you can have all the stats, facts, and team and player updates in the palm of your hand. And with their new chat function, you can talk to them directly and see, receive the information you need uh, to back your big de- decisions, whether that's who you want to put it in your flex or I mean, who you want to bet on this week. Maybe when it comes down to this Cowboys and Rams game. Not Allen this- Robinson. Yeah, not Allen <laughs> Robinson. Exactly. Take this NFL season to the next level and download the Elias Game Plan app today. Choose from three game plans when you subscribe. That's either weekly, monthly, or annual well, we can get you 25% off your first month when you choose the monthly subscription. All you have to do is use promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Find Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store or uh, Google Play Store right now and use promo code LOCKEDONNFL25. All right, Travis, let's talk about matchups. Which one are you looking at and, and really focusing on here in this game? Well, I think that the big one for the Rams is who's going to deal with Micah Parsons, right? That's the big question, I think, probably for everybody that ends up playing the Cowboys. Um, I I think that Parsons has kind of established himself at this point as the best defensive player in the league that's not named Aaron Donald. And and he's, he's a real problem for just about everybody. And now you add that to the fact that the Rams' offensive line, where they are right now, and we'll see what it looks like on Sunday. But what they finished with on Monday night were two third stringers, a second stringer, and you had your first string tackles, thankfully. But hmm. Joe Nopum on the left side, Rob Havenstein on the right side are your, the guys that you opened the season with. Everything else is different. Brian Allen, your starting center, he's been gone. Coleman Shelton, your starting right guard, your backup center, he's gone. Tremaine Ancrum, your backup right guard, he's gone. You're down to Alaric Jackson as your right guard. You're down to uh, Jeremiah Colony as your starting center. And then last week, David Edwards was in concussion protocol. So you had Bobby Evans as a backup at left guard. So you have two third stringers and a second stringer on your offensive line and a guy who go gets the quarterback about as well as anybody in the mm-hmm. league. The Rams have one tight end in Tyler Higby. They really only have Ben Skoranek as a wide receiver who comes in and plays some fullback every once in a while to try to add some pass protection. So protecting Matthew Stafford and keeping Micah Parsons off him to the best you can is the number one matchup for me. Yeah, the Cowboys are going to try to do everything they can to exploit that, right? That might mean Demarcus Lawrence lined up over a guard. That might mean, like we saw last week against Washington, uh, the commanders had some problems at center. So what they did is they had some different lineups where Parsons was lining right up over the center and sometimes Mm -hmm. like three yards back of the center to get a running start. And that's, I mean, that's impossible for anybody, but I would expect the Cowboys to try to do similar things, especially this week when they might not have Jordan Lewis, their slot corner. 
we know that's an issue when you're going up against the best receiver in the league who just so, yep. so happens to play in the slot in Cooper Cup. I'm certainly keeping an eye on the Cowboys' defensive line against the Rams' offensive line. Another matchup for me is Jalen Ramsey. Where is Jalen Ramsey going to line up? Is he going to follow CeeDee Lamb all over the field, the Cowboys' number one receiver? Or is he going to play more on the outside like we saw in their 2000, no, I forget, 2020 matchup mm-hmm. when he was primarily covering Michael Gallup on the outside? I don't think the Cowboys can push the ball down the field a lot in this game. So if the Rams want to line up Michael Gallup, or Jalen Ramsey on Michael Gallup, kind of think Dallas would take that. They would consider that a win because that allows CeeDee Land to operate on, you know, some of the other corners the, the the Rams have. So where Ramsey lines up is certainly going to be something that I'm interested in. Yeah, Raheem Morris has been interesting in how he kind of deploys Jalen Ramsey. It, it, he usually starts on a side, right, whether it's on Michael Gallup, for instance, or whoever it may be. And then depending on how the game unfolds, he will – use Ramsey accordingly. A really good example of this is the way that they've used him against the 49ers, that mm-hmm. if George Kittle's having one of those days, Jalen Ramsey guards George Kittle, even if though he's a tight end. If it's Debo that's giving them a hard time, he'll try to match up with Debo. That if one player in particular, in this case, CeeDee Lamb, all of a sudden starts to really give it to the Rams, and you know we talked about the offensive line a second ago, their secondary is nearly as banged up as their offensive line as well. They're down to third stringers at safety. They're down to their, you know, their dime corner is now starting in, in, in many situations. So um, Jalen's got to take on a lot of responsibilities yeah. in this. So I think that as the game unfolds, if they can play it straight up, they will. But if they need to put Jalen on somebody specific, i.e., you know, CD Lamb, I think that they'll do that as well. And we should also mention the Cowboys offensive line against Aaron Donald, who you already mentioned the best player in football for, for my money. Um, the Cowboys have had problems on their interior offensive line. Zach Martin is still Zach Martin, so that's that's fine. He's at right guard. It's everywhere else. Uh, Tyler Biotis, the Cowboys' third-year center, has been up and down this year, but it's the left guard position that the Cowboys have had a lot of issues with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Connor McGovern, their starter, he is dealing with a high ankle sprain. He played last week. He came back. Travis, he was awful. I mean, he was just mm-hmm. bad. Uh, his backup, Matt Farniak, one of the lowest-graded offensive linemen, according to Pro Football Focus. And then the Cowboys are also rotating in Jason Peters, a 40-year-old left tackle (laughs) who is playing left guard for the first time in his football career, NFL, college, high school. He's playing like 15 to 20 snaps, and he's 40 and about 400 pounds, right? So (laughs) how exactly the 400 pounds part? It's like how do they block Aaron Donald in this game? I don't know. but if they can, I think the Cowboys are going to have some success on offense. I just don't anticipate that being the case. Well, you know, it, it'll be interesting that when we were doing this last week, I was talking with the guys from Locked On 49ers, and their concern was how do you block Aaron Donald, especially they have two rookie guards and a center who is very inexperienced as well. And Aaron Donald made a couple of plays because he's Aaron Donald. He's always going to make a few plays. Um, and they did a very good job of doubling him just about every time. They would triple him on occasion as well. But – um, the, if, if the Cowboys are looking for a game plan, I wouldn't look too far beyond what San Francisco did with him because while you never erase Aaron Donald from what's going on, they, they made him about as quiet as you possibly can. Yes. And they did it with some guys that are not, you know, first team all NFL guys. They did it with some guys that maybe you would expect he would be able to exploit. And the Niners did a really good job against him.
I would also advise the Cowboys to actually block him. Like, what was the first yes, drive? Yes, that was game? a great Niners, play for the Niners. Yeah, the 49ers <laughs> just decided not to block him, and he had a free hit on Jimmy Garoppolo. That of all the guys happen. you forget to block, number 99 is probably not yeah. on the top of the list. Yeah, that that absolutely cannot happen if the Cowboys want to have any luck on offense on Sunday. Uh, all right, let's let's make some predictions about this game. But before we do that, I'll tell you about LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and, most importantly, for free. All you have to do is add the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. Add your job to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions can make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That is linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, let's talk about the uh, predictions for this game. I, last time I checked on Bet Online, the Rams were five, five and a half point favorites. Who do you have winning this game and why? I, well, th- this is one of these games. So when the schedule comes out, I'm sure just like you do, Marcus, we you know we go through and say, okay, this is a, a likely win. This is mm-hmm. a likely loss. This is a kind of a toss-up game. And you kind of go through it and you figure out what the team may be. And then you split the toss-up games. And there you come up with your, your preseason prediction. This was one of these games that I thought that the Rams would win. This is one of these games that I thought because it's at SoFi and I expect – plenty of cowboy fans there on Sunday afternoon. I, mm-hmm. I I'll go back quick story when the very first game, when the Rams came back to Los Angeles, I, I, I was, and still am doing their pregame show for their flagship station. And they played at the Coliseum at the time. And the mm-hmm. Coliseum holds about 90,000 people, about 85,000 people in that building were cowboy fans. It, <laughs> it, and it was, it was unbelievable. So uh, I, I expect it to be at best kind of a split crowd, probably even a little bit more uh, of a cowboy crowd. Um, that being said, I expected the, the reason I thought that the Rams would win this game was because I expected them to be able to score points. I'd be, I, I expected them to be able to, to move the ball and to get enough stops to win the game. You know, the Rams defense has always been the thing that kind of gets mentioned second when you talk about them beyond Aaron Donald. And now you've had Bobby Wagner and Jalen Ramsey that you and I talked about a few minutes ago, but it's always been about Sean McVay and the offense and the quick strike and the big plays and how he's so creative in this and the other. That's just not true through four weeks. I, I'm still optimistic that he's going to find a way to get it figured out. But th- this one, to me, has gone from a game that I was very confident that the, that the Rams were going to be able to win to a game that I think the Cowboys have a real opportunity to come in there and, and really kind of, you know, what you mentioned a second ago. You win this game, and all of a sudden the Cooper Rush, Dak Prescott thing, which seemed ridiculous at the time, and it still kind of feels ridiculous it to still an outsider. Is, but it's not yeah. as ridiculous, right? Right. Not it, that's well said. It's not as ridiculous. Um, the Rams have to find some offense. If they can't find a way to get Allen Robinson going, if they can't find a way to get Cam Akers or Daryl Henderson going, and they're scoring, they've scored under twenty points in three of their four games so far. If that continues, they're going to lose. Um, I, I I do have faith in McVay. I do think that. He hears what everybody's saying. I think they'll have something for it. I think that the Rams win, but I think it's a low-scoring, close game. 
you know, a 24-21 kind of situation, 21-23 or 24-23, uh, something in that area. I did, I think I looked at it. The over was 46 and a half the last I saw. Seems high. It does seem high to me, too. I, I think that uh, the under for me feels very, very likely. So uh, we do the same thing here on the Lots on Cowboys podcast. We look at the schedule, and you kind of circle games that you think the Cowboys could win and lose. After Dak got hurt in week one, you're just trying to find games that you could potentially win with the backup quarterback. And you mm-hmm. thought maybe Washington, maybe the Giants on the road. Oh, the Rams in L.A., absolutely not. That's a loss. And then you watch the Rams play over the last couple of weeks. I, I, I watched this morning. I watched their win over Atlanta. I mean, jeez, that's they escaped. It's a win. It's a win for the Rams, yeah. but I don't think you feel better about anything after that game. You, you watch the game against the 49ers, which, by the way, was on Monday night, mm-hmm. a short week for the Rams, and you think Cowboys' defense is pretty good. Why can't they do a lot of the same things as as the 49ers? You mentioned the explosive plays. That's one of the things that I like to track as the year goes on. Uh, how many rushes of ten yards do you have? How many? completed passes over 20 yards do you have through four games travis the rams are last in the nfl yep last yep. in the nfl had zero plays, plays for over 20 yards on monday night not one single play went for over 20 yards incredible so can the cowboys limit cooper cup i mean you're not going to stop him but can you limit him to like 10 catches for 90 yards 10 catches for 100 yards and just don't let him beat it down the field i think it's possible sure but at the end of the day it's it's a backup quarterback playing against the, the Super Bowl champions. I think Dallas keeps it close for a while, but I do think this has got to be like the kitchen sink game for the Rams. Like they, it's not a must win because it's week five and they're two and two. But if you're Sean McVay, you have to win this game, right? You have to. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that they're going to throw everything that they have at them. I think that McVay will be, you know, the good kind of grumpy, the the kind of grumpy that makes you come up with some creative ideas because you're right. They have, after the Cowboys, the next Sunday, they'll play Carolina at home in L.A. That's the last game on the schedule where you go, okay, they're going to win that game. Everything from that point forward is either a divisional game, an AFC West opponent, or Tampa or Green Bay. Yeah. That that yeah. that's what you that's what you've got left the rest of the way. And it's so, a Super Bowl schedule, right? Like it it is, absolutely is. What you it, get it, when you win the Super Bowl? They they played so when Vegas came out with their top odds, the top eight teams, Rams play them all. <laughs> they, they, they play every single one of those top eight. So this this game and Carolina next week, those and and I wouldn't even put this game in the you, you got to have it, but that Carolina game do, next though. week, you, you but to your point, you kind of do. If this if this one, if you're two and three at the end of this week, and then you get even against with Carolina at three and three, and you've got to toss up the rest of the way. Now all of a sudden you're talking about whether or not they're going to get in the playoffs at all. Yeah. So I'm going to take the Rams to win, but I think this is going to be close. I think Charles, I think this is going to be like a 14 to 13 game entering Mm. the fourth quarter that I very well could see end up being like 24 to 13, where the final score is not really indicative of how this game goes. It's just such a struggle for the Cowboys to score points right now. They need, huge chunk plays or penalties and they're just not really a team that can sustain you know 75 yard drive so they're going to need to lean on their defense I think they'll do it for three three and a half quarters but I do think the the Rams will ultimately get this way uh just to recap uh really quickly storyline for the Rams how does this offense get back on track can track can they get Allen Robinson involved Mm -hmm. for the Cowboys 
how much longer does this Cooper Rush mania last in Dallas? <laughs> Feels like it's it's slowly starting how, how to come. How much of the is there any is there anybody that I should take seriously that's making the argument that hey we've got a real quarterback controversy here? Absolutely not. Absolutely okay, not. I, Cooper <laughs> Rush is doing everything you could ask for a backup quarterback. He'd more, but I just looked at the the numbers today. They're still like twenty six in EPA on in, mm. in the passing game. Like the it's still a bad passing offense. He's just. He's just not killing them. Biggest matchup. We're watching the, the Rams offensive line against Dallas's pass rush. The Cowboys, one of the best uh, pass rush units in the league. Rams dealing with some injuries there. We both like the Rams to win, but I don't think either of us feel all that confident about them covering the spread in this one. That's exactly right. I, I think that the Rams, I, I'm both optimistic to the point of, I think they'll win, but I wouldn't, I'm not going to dig deep into my pockets to put my money where my mouth is. I think I'll just let this one play out at the same yeah, time. I, and I got a feeling, Travis, this is going to be probably a pretty sloppy defensive slugfest early on. Like, if you want, like, high-quality football, I'm not sure this is the game for you. Rams have not put together four quarters of good football in a single game. The one game that they looked kind of, sort of like themselves was against Arizona a couple of weeks ago. But that every, every team has one, the, the, the get-right team that you always play well against. In the Rams' case, that's Arizona, so I take that one with a grain of salt. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked On Cowboys and Locked On Rams your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Ryan Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Check out Travis on Twitter at Travis Rogers. Make sure you're downloading the Locked On Rams and Locked On Cowboys podcasts as we prepare you guys for week five, Travis, enjoy the game. Listen, this would be a, it'd be a lot of fun to do this again. I don't know, say January. Yeah, I was going to say the NFC uh, championship game. We could do it all over again, maybe in Dallas, maybe here at uh, SoFi. Two good stadiums, wherever it ends up. If that's how it goes, we'll both be happy. Enjoy the rest of your week, everybody. Enjoy the game here in week five.